0: Today, we remember the life and legacy of Martin Luther King, Jr., who was all about breaking down barriers between people. One of his quotes says, I look to the day when people will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. The struggle to communicate and understand and enter into conversations about race and ethnicity continues today. And we're going to talk about the issue of skin color and race conversations with two friends who are helping us to have the conversation and understand each other and make those connections. The book is titled Colorful Connections. Two women of different races have important conversations in real time. And with us this morning are Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, a board-certified internal medicine physician, researcher, host of the I Choose My Best Life podcast, and Lori Stanley Roldeveld, a Christian coach, author, speaker, and writer of a popular blog, LoriRolleveld.com. And good morning, Lori and Sandra. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Thanks so much for joining us. We sure appreciate it. So, Sandra, why don't we start with you? How did you guys meet? How did you guys get together and form a friendship?
2: It came through the book. Lori and I were casual acquaintances, and we did not know each other when we actually first started writing the book very well. We just knew we both were writers. And she prompted me with this request of, will you join me in a conversation, about race and some of the things that were happening during 2020. And that's really where our friendship grew from. It grew from that connection and just opening ourselves up to a conversation.
0: Lori, in your book, you tell a story about trying to buy items with counterfeit money you didn't know you had. Now, how did this story impact you in writing the book?
3: Sure. Um as it turned out, the checkout person had made a mistake about the bills that I had, but they were marked as counterfeit and The police were called i was pulled aside but during the whole situation as uncomfortable as it was i never doubted that it would be worked out i never doubted that i would go home that night so of course when the incidents happened in the um, summer of 2020 i you know i really had to think like i i I completely believe that situation would have been not necessarily life-threatening but it would have been very different if i if i didn't have white skin
1: so, Sandra, let's talk a little bit about the practical way to understand one another from uh, different backgrounds, different races, things like that. I think what for me, and that is to understand them, you have to be a good listener, but you also have to have uh, good questions. So address that a little bit, would you?
2: Absolutely. That's actually the subtitle of our book, 12 Questions About Race That Open Healthy Conversations. And so as Lori and I were, were building our relationship and having this discussion, that was what we found, is that for most of us, the questions we ask don't allow us to learn more about the other person, and it doesn't allow us to enter into deeper relationships. And some of those questions included, you know, why even enter this conversation? How do I be a better listener? How do I become slow to anger? How do I love mm-hmm. like Jesus? And so for for both of us, the questions became very important in the direction of which our conversations
0: so, Laurie and Sandra, did you ever feel uncomfortable talking with each other during the writing of this book?
3: Oh, it was uncomfortable from the start. Uh, both of us admitted that we, yeah, you know, we're both writers, we were communicators, but we weren't communicating on this particular topic. As a person whose skin is white, I really wondered even I worried about making things worse. I was concerned that it's my time to listen, not my time to talk but the truth is that we do need to talk to one another. So, um it, you know, just approaching Sandra was, you know, how do I send this email? Hi, your skin is different than mine. Would you like to have a conversation? But what was powerful for both of us, I believe, is that we found that as we talked with one another, that's when the message emerged is through our mm. conversation with one another. And and yes, there were certainly uncomfortable moments when I received something that Sandra wrote and I thought Oh, am I an oppressor? Is that what I am, or was I silent out of apathy? Is you know, is, is, and and I had to you know, it was some self-examination and some examination before God. And sometimes, you know, I said no, it wasn't really apathy; it was fear. But fear is sinful too. So you know, it was mm. it was productive.
2: I 100 percent agree with Lori. I think there were multiple times during this conversation when both of us had times when we were a little hesitant about going deeper. But I think that's why I love the way she approached this with me and that we did it in real time. So it's very real, raw, and authentic. We talk about the struggle within the conversation because I feel like that's what's often not modeled Mm -hmm. when you're having hard conversation about difficult topics. We need to see people struggle with, that was offensive to me. How do I get past the initial offense to get to a place where I stay in this conversation for the greater good? i allow myself to be vulnerable i'm open to expressing when i'm hurt or when i feel like something touched me in a way that that i want to discuss further
1: Sandra, you guys brought some other folks into the conversation as well in this book can you talk a little bit about them and and why that was important to bring them in
2: yes i think you know the thing is about ethnicity and conversations around differences and diversity it's not just a white black thing Lori is white i'm black but it goes so far beyond us. We wanted to make sure that this was a book that was inclusive of all ethnicities, that it celebrated diversity. So we wanted to make sure we had people who were Asian descent, people who were of Hispanic descent. We wanted to, of Native American descent. We wanted to bring in as many voices to this conversation so that it didn't become just
3: a white-black discussion.
0: Can you model for us today one of those conversations that you had?
3: starting point was this question that we both feel is not helpful and that's am i racist um i've been i've been asked that so many times am i racist and and uh you know in discussing it with Sandra i had to say you know i feel like that's a frustrating dead end question you know what if i go to god and and between god and i he examines my heart and i don't feel any conviction does that mean that someone can override god and tell me i'm a racist when i'm not or what if I talk with you, Sandra, and you decide, oh, Lori's not a racist? Like, am I cleared then? Do I get a card to show to other people saying I'm not a racist? It's just not a healthy question um, to ask. And I know Sandra had her own, um, you know, like, concerns about answering that question herself, am I a racist? Essentially, we felt like it's a really an unhealthy place to start a conversation.
1: Yeah, Sandra, why don't you expound on, on that a little bit? How did you feel about that?
2: Yes, I, I think the question, am I a racist, gives everybody an easy out to not have the conversation. Because most of us, when we think about racism, we think about the extremes. We think about the things we see on the news, the things that most of us are not engaging in, those extremist-type activities. But, you know, a healthier question would be, am I open to diversity? Am I allowing myself to be engaged in conversations in times when it may be uncomfortable with me, but people of different ethnicities? You know, one of the things I talk about in the book is about this whole concept of in-groups and out-groups. You know, one of the, it's very easy for us to see that there are certain groups of people that we feel more comfortable around, mm-hmm. whether it's because of our profession, maybe it's because of the sports team that we're affiliated with or the college we graduated from. There's many in groups that go beyond ethnicity and race. And those in groups, we are more prone to to have favoritism towards those in groups because we have something in common. And those out groups are the people we don't readily have things in common with, but we can oftentimes learn from and grow with and be in community with. And I think when we look at it in less threatening situations outside of race, we can easily evaluate that and say, Yes, I do have these preferences or I do have these privileges related to certain situations. We need to be able to apply that to race without the judgment and condemnation that we've been doing and, and allow ourselves to see that just because those in-groups and outbursts exist does not make us bad people. What it does is it makes us people that need to be aware of that so that when we are in situations where we can be more inclusive, we then respond in an inclusive manner.
0: Oh, that's so well said. So, how about next steps? Here it is, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and we're remembering his life, and we want to love people as Christ followers. And so, where do we go from here, from the place that we are right now, to take a next step toward each other in understanding, building connections, and having those relationships that really will enrich our life and our reflection of the body of Christ?
3: Yeah, I think for me, it's, it's acknowledging that if one part of the body hurts, we all hurt. If Sandra hurts, I hurt. I, whether I hurt her or not, it's still my responsibility to hear her out, to do what I can to minister to her and to, and to honor her experience. And, and the same with others. So I think that just understanding that doc, part of Dr. King's dream was, you know, how do we love each other better? And that's something that we can all always improve
1: on. That's for sure. Well, it's a great resource. This is called Colorful Connections, 12 Questions About Race That Open Healthy Conversations. And it's Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith and Laurie Stanley-Rolleveld, the authors and our guests this morning. Thank you so much for taking the time to visit us. We sure appreciate it. Thank you.
2: Thank you.